Welcome back to the 801 Podcast. This is Yabai 2020, Part 2. Today, we are finishing up the Yabai list and doing some hashtag real talk about scanlations. Also, disclaimer, we mentioned coming out of social distancing to record this. This was prior to the official social distancing order in what feels like about a year ago. So now back to Sarah, Melissa, Charles, and Sir not appearing in this podcast, Joe, whom's had to leave. All right, next, number 14, Tengoku in the Hell by Mushiba, which you can read on Futakia. Uh, Yutaka is a man with many faces. He's an indie label producer, an art space and general store manager, and an escort on the side, uh, a male escorting for women. While escorting, Yutaka is hired by a succubus in training, Tsukasa, who is a man, his first man to hire him. Though at first Yutaka is wary of Tsukasa, he is soon charmed by him and decides to make Tsukasa into a top idol. Where will the two end up on this super roller coaster love comedy? In bed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty <laughs> much immediately. <laughs> um, I like which, the description, mm-hmm. scary uke. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good tag. We have comedy, comedy couple, escorts, idols, incubus, which he's technically he's a succubus because he's supposed to sleep with men. Uh, but he has a man. Polly Amory, not sure I agree with that one. Mm-hmm. And Scary Uge, because he has a scary face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is part of his Which problem. I thought he was going to be the Seme and the mm-hmm. other characters going to be the Uge. And no. that does not affect what I, when I talk about like what I didn't, didn't like, but it definitely was a twist. I I think I would have liked it the other way. <laughs> yeah. But he, he has to see sort of, his power is based on receiving the semen of men. Yes. As a succubus does. As you were. You yes. Know. You, know, <laughs> you know. All of this would have been okay okay for me like it would have been my favorite but it would have been okay i think the thing that weirds me out about this title is the uh semi mm-hmm. the the manager the idol guy oh i don't like him at all because mm-hmm. he just has no emotions whatsoever yeah. he's like he he meets him and instead of being like oh no do i like this guy or not he's just like yeah sure i'll fuck you and then yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like you know what'd be good how about you fuck some other people and there's just no emotion yeah. about it he's just like moving yeah. on with everything so like stoically yeah. rather than turning him into an idol he turns him into an escort he grooms him into an escort um which doesn't sound great however the uke's kind of okay with it because he needs to for his work but he would prefer to just only be <laughs> with the one guy yutaka his his semi um anyway started off with an interesting premise I didn't personally like it too much by the end. The art style is a little different on this one too. What would you say? It's a little... It's very like um, just flat pen and ink black. There's not a lot of screen tone. So Mm -hmm. I think it has kind of like a vintage vibe in a way. A little bit. Um, It's not super clean. There's not a lot of detail. So it's a little bit more like abstract in that sense. Mm -hmm. More simplified, which for me, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, I think I prefer, like, some of the other ones that were just more beautiful. Like, these characters, to me, mm-hmm. did not seem beautiful. Mm-hmm. Especially for them, supposed to be, like, idols and, like, so pretty. It just wasn't really working for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Which is not to say it's bad art. It's just different than the ones we tend to go for. But it was funny where the first time they're having sex, the okay, his horns and, like, wings and tail pop out. Because <laughs> he's funny. a succubist. Yeah. yeah. So, if you like sort of a little bit of a supernatural kind of demon element there... Um, you'd like this one. And kind of like if, if the you like characters who have that gap moe where they're like they look super mean or angry and then oh they're really sweet at heart. Because the Uke character here, he's very clearly attached to the Seme from the start and really wants to have that relationship with him, which is like I, I liked him okay. I just I, again I had problems with the Seme character because he didn't seem um, mm-hmm. emotional. He didn't really seem like he was trying to like pimp this guy out and it's like, dude, he's very clearly trying to say that he likes you and you're just oblivious. Yeah, and he doesn't get jealous, which is not yeah. what the no, other character he wanted. He needed to get if he'd gotten jealous about it, I would have been okay with it. But the fact that he wasn't, it's like you. I can't feel like you really actually like this guy, even when they have the confession, because you've just not seemed like mm-hmm. like you can't tell me that you're really that okay with everything. I do want to say uh, mm-hmm. Dote Yankee Magicus, which is oh. um, a story where so in Japan there's the the idea that if you're a virgin at thirty you've become a wizard. In this manga, if you're a virgin at 20, you become a wizard. So this guy's trying to, like, be... He he, want, he doesn't want to stay a virgin at 20. Um, so he's really trying to, like... His friend's supposed to come over and, like, help him Why lose his virginity. Why does he not want to be a wizard? And for some reason, he ends up becoming, like, a wizard or something like that from another 
like he gets transformed from this cat from a magical from like outer space kind of like um the cute cute high earth defense <laughs> yeah. club watch Put out for the Walmart. animals mm-hmm. um but so and he transforms into an idol or whatever but he has to collect the semen from different men so it's got that aspect to it yeah and then uh i guess if you like coyote because it has a little bit of that kind of beast supernatural element to it mm-hmm. um you might try this one but this one's i would say a little more lighthearted than coyote so another one i would recommend is called reincarnation and it's about an angel and a demon who constantly get reincarnated throughout life it's got a little bit of good omens vibes to it um so if you're into that supernatural aspect from tengoku in the hell i think that this one would be a good one and it's not fully um scanned yet just through chapter three but it has the comedy aspect as well and the the dynamics of the duo. And I think that even the, some of the character designs look a little similar, at least for one of the characters. Another one, you don't have to help me remember the name because you're already on the site. Enma, what's the one about the guy who's who's the hero and the demon and the and the devil and they keep getting reincarnated, but the devil guy Enma? Enma? Uh, Mao-sama. Mao. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Date Mao-sama wa karega kirai. Yeah, that's another one that is a little similar because one guy is like sort of the reincarnation of uh, a devil or the devil and then the other guy is the hero. But anyway, because it has sort of demon aspects, um, that one could be too. Uh, so mm-hmm. anyway and that one had um mainly male characters so i mm-hmm. think that it's also got the like we're adults consenting sex positive in mm-hmm. some ways yeah so yeah that is number 14 so all right number 15 link and ring by tsuyuki yuruko also not available to read yet but coming soon to futakia um makita kun and besho kun start out as friends when they first meet in class makita finds out besho is a closet otaku which brings them closer one night after drinking together besho went to kiss a sleepy makita but was found out Besho, freaking out, said things he didn't mean, hurting Makita's feelings. When Makita ignores Besho, he realizes his feelings for Makita. Will he be too late to fix their relationship? This sounds like every BL ever. <laughs> I actually really uh, want to read this. Uh, yeah, uh, it sounds kind of tropey. However, um, it is... Uh, that's okay, too. Um, it, I believe they're college students, um, and Glasses Wearing Uke is also a tag, but beyond that, don't know a whole lot. Um, My money's style. on the otaku being the glasses guy. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's probably a, a good, a safe guess. So yes. Um, so we will be reading that one soon. Thank you, Futakia, for licensing three of the titles on this list. Or is it four? That would be the fourth. Well, there's two three. of them are coming. So three are already available, uh, and there's and a couple another. more that are. Yes. So total Futakia five. has like a quarter of this list. So thank you, Futakia. All right, um, so this is, by the way, not sponsored by anyone, even though we've mentioned their name 15 times. All right, next one, Metro by Hongo Chika. Um, it is currently not licensed either. I was able to last minute find a scanned copy, so I believe I'm the only one who read this. Yep. Um, Shiroiwa Mizuki, who has been repressed by his mother for any sexual acts, has his body being molested by a stranger on the same train while attending school. I'm guessing this is a Google Translate. Mizuki accepted the act even though he was able to avoid it. One day Mizuki finds the man, Shinobu Kurosei, and offers a deal. I want you to violate me more. Shinobu responds to the command of a masochistic Mizuki. However, in the days of indulging in immorality and drowning in desire, Shinobu, who was an emotionless, gradually began to change. A fresh and beautiful immorality boy's love for a man with a dark past and a boy who suffers from sexual repression. So... That sounded to me, and from the cover, is it's a train groper, and unlike the normal reaction, the kid's like, hey, I like that, let's become pals, and then they become sex friends, and it's very, like, about masochism. Um, And that is true to an extent. Um, It wasn't as cringy, because for me, those are a bunch of nopes, but um, it wasn't as um, bad as I expected it to be. I didn't have a problem reading the whole thing. because it's kind of like a little bit like um, uh, Shikatani, Shirotani, excuse me, a little bit like Shirotani from Ten Count. He's yeah. got this sexual repressed element um, to the char- main character, who's Mizuki. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this guy molests him on the train. And this part is totally not plausible that um, then he's like, hey, I like that. And I think he repeatedly molests him on the train. And so he knows that the kid likes it eventually. It wasn't really clear to me, but I think he's, the guy's molested him multiple times. And he keeps going back and because that yeah. kid's not fighting him off, maybe he's gotten this signal that he likes it. And so then mm-hmm. 
he says something to him one time, like, we, sh- you know, we can go somewhere else if you want, I guess. But he always stops by, oh, yeah, he definitely does because he always stops um, by this certain train stop. Yeah. And so then Mizuki, who um, has suffered from this emotional abuse by his mother, um, so trigger warning there, um, has this, like, aversion to sex. And anytime his mom catches him doing something or viewing something sexual, she always, she turns off the TV if they're talking about sex or anything mm-hmm. like sex. She found him with a porn mag one time and ripped it up and, like, was horrible to him. Um, and it turns out it's because, I guess, her husband left her w- yeah. because he was having an affair. So after that, she's totally against anything sexual ever mm-hmm. um, and took that on her son. So um, he... Uh, Find, he finds the guy off the train at one point, and so then they go to a love hotel and they have sex because he's like, I I like what you're... Anyway, he is a masochist, and he, he likes to say no, but he doesn't mean it, and so they come up with a safe word at one point. So it wasn't as horrible as I thought, and then the um, other character, which is Shinobu, also has a tragic backstory, not related to anything sexual, mm-hmm. um, but you kind of get into that too. There's a lot of implausibility to the whole I love my molester from the train and how they're falling in love even though they're not communicating at all. However, wasn't the worst thing I've ever read. And Well, but but to some extent, with that like sexual abuse and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you can sometimes still act out sexually. Yeah. Um, So in this case, it's like it seems pretty implausible, but... It's, It's more like he's... Going through puberty, like, yeah. hard. And he needs to um, be able to sort of explore his sexuality a yeah. little bit. And any he, he always gets caught by his mom when he yeah. tries to do something. He's clearly latching onto this guy as, like, yeah. a way to be able to, like, basically lose his V-card. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and um, so, anyway, it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be from my personal um, perspective and all the things that I don't like. But um, definitely some warnings there for people. For sure. And let's see, the tags I have here are harassment, high school... I take these tags, by the way, from mangaupdates.com, Baka Updates Manga. Um, harassments, high school student, masochist uge, older semi younger uge, student adult relationship, train molester, trauma. For sure trauma um, of a psychological nature, but relating to sex, mm-hmm. similar to Shirotani from 10 count a little count bit sounds like it would be a pretty good a comp bit. i think that even some of the characters from yabichin it seems like that where you know you you're kind of toying the line of like consent mm-hmm. and yeah. what they want and that kind yeah. of stuff and you know because there's some characters there who enjoy being degraded yeah and that's like their mm-hmm. thing so um yeah if you if you like that kind of character that kind of thing um, kind of, yeah, like, um... The glasses character, Shikatani? Yes, Shikatani. That's so why, Shikatani and Shikatani. If you like that kind of character, um, that would be a plus for you. So then Shinobu is a real emotionless kind of blank wall. Mm-hmm. And actually, interestingly, so he suffers from depression and PTSD, as it turns out, from an accident that happened to him a, a, uh-huh. a while back. And... That's pretty interesting to me because in Japan, I guess if you have he because he says I didn't read the original Japanese of this, but he says to the kid at one point, "Well, I suffer from depression or something like that," just kind of in passing, um, mm-hmm. which people don't talk about that at all. Um, so I thought that was very interesting that he said that and mm-hmm. that she mentioned that and that he goes to a therapist every week or every two weeks. Yeah. Um, so. And he contemplates suicide at one point. So a little trigger warning for that. But I thought that was really interesting um, also and not horribly done. Um, yeah. So, so maybe there's a, there's enough other positives mm-hmm. that can help outweigh some of these big trigger warnings mm-hmm. just to kind of see how it's treated. Yes. But, one of you things you said about them having a safe word is like, oh, well, that's different. Yeah, that's, I've never, that's really cool. I don't think I've seen a yeah. safe word. And yeah. even some of the like super BDSM. Yeah. Even yeah. the yeah. ones where the guy keeps on saying no, even though we know yeah. he just mm-hmm. says that. Yeah. yeah. And that becomes yeah. questionable at that point. But this always, makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And he even uses it at one point, actually. Oh, okay. So that's, that's positive. So that they're interesting able to, all yeah. around. Yeah. Maybe so. really bad premise, but the rest of it can, <laughs> mm-hmm. can be kind of, you know, yeah. kind of like how Don't Be Cruel, it starts out really, really badly, but there is like a lot of other stuff that if you just ignore the first volume or like <laughs> omnibus, it's like, it's yeah. so great other than that. Yeah. Maybe. So, and it does sort of do that retcon thing where he's like, I know I took advantage of you kind of thing. Uh, like, yeah. I know I should do this at, at later in when you're like, okay, I, I wish, I almost wish you hadn't said that because yeah. then it's like the going back and trying to, you know, rewrite yeah. history. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's only one volume um, and I thought it wasn't that bad. 
which I expected to think it was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah from the description, there. it's very off-putting. Uh, yeah, for sure. And from the cover, which makes it sound like the description makes it sound. Um, but not so bad. Hmm. All right. Moving on to number 17, Oni to Tengoku by Aga Naomi and Oyoshikawa Kyoko. You can read this scanned. It is not licensed anywhere. And um, I don't think it's a lost cause for licensing. It could be one day. Aoki, a high school teacher, has motivation for little else than expending as little effort as possible. After being scolded by a senior teacher, he goes to the infirmary to check on a student that has been skipping class. Then he shares his first real conversation with the eerily perceptive school nurse, Tengoku Manabu. So the tags here are dubious consent, mm-hmm. masochistic male lead, mm-hmm. school intercourse, school nurse, teacher-teacher relationship. And uh, so masochistic uke and sadistic semi, I would add in there too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also. I would also say uh, maybe questionable um, what the teacher really has and hasn't done because it mm-hmm. never really described with the student. You mean? Yeah, with yeah. the student. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't yeah. think he did. I think that's the final determination yeah. is he didn't do anything to the student. But yeah. there was he makes concerns. it sound like he did, but uh, in yes. the end they kind of said he didn't. But um, it has a little bit of the cleaner art, Scarlet Berico style yeah. art style mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I would definitely say if you like 10 count to try this one, because though the school nurse is not uh, a psychiatrist and his patient, Mm -hmm. um, the other school teacher, um, he does sort of try to, um, cure the other teacher's, um, abusive past, Mm. uh, through sex a little bit, um, through forcing him to confront it. Because another tag that this really should have is that, um, he was physically and emotionally abused by his mother, um, uh, Aoki was. Uh, it's called Onito Tengoku, which means demon and heaven, because um, Aoki is written blue demon and Tengoku means heaven. Um, so just that's why it's called that. But um, heaven, who is the uh, school nurse um, in the white coat. So if you don't like white coat characters, <laughs> because uh, like as if they're doctors and their patients, it kind of approaches that, though they're, they don't exactly have that kind of relationship. But They're both teachers yeah. pretty much at the yes. school. The, so I mean, like, one's yeah. the school nurse. But. They're basically on the same level. So It's not teacher-student or patient-doctor relationship. They're basically on the same level, but I don't know. What do you think? Uh, he, I, I'm not really big on the, the sadist kind mm-hmm. of personality mm-hmm. that uh, Tengoku has, but it was like... It was weird the way he, I think the the approach he takes and the smug, like, I know everything really puts me off. Mm -hmm. I don't like those characters. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I didn't like it, because I didn't like Tengoku. But some people, that's their thing. They like the the hyper-confident, I know everything kind of smug bastards. Yeah, and not just smug, but a little bit creepy. And if you like Harada, I would definitely check this one out. Oh, definitely. But it didn't really go into Harada really effed up territory Mm -hmm. as far as, like, I mean, it kind of did, but with sexually, but not with, I thought he was going to turn out to be a serial killer or something. Oh, something. He's got those dead eyes and, um, anyway. He, he, yeah. yeah, he comes off as very cold and calculating and, and almost, uh, I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking he was going to go yandere, but he yeah. didn't. Yeah. If you like, um, hardcore sex and, um, SM type relationships, um, I would definitely check this out because there's a lot of hardcore sex and a submissive and, or it's, sadism and masochism maybe if you're somebody who's been reading something like cast heaven or mm-hmm. some of the hardcore omegaverse type things yeah. you mm-hmm. might enjoy this setup yeah i would say 10 count is is one of the best comparatives to this yeah it's well, I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out then. So, <laughs> well, yes. I think this me. is right up your alley, you actually. Said, oh, it's yeah. like Tin Cow. Oh, yes. Yeah. The first volume focuses a little more on um, the Uke character, the masochist character, which is Aoki. For this character, though, his family, um, he's from a family of teachers where his like grandfather was a teacher and then maybe a professor or the superintendent of schools and his dad, too. And so he's got this expectation that he's going to be a teacher. Um uh, but he, that's not what he wanted, but he did it to please his family. But he's not a very good teacher, and he he's just trying to get through life. So that was sort of interesting. And then the school nurse is a character, which is more fo- focused on in volume two, where he's kind of good. I think he's sort of good at everything, but he has a passion for nothing. And he's also, I think, from a wealthy family because he drives a really nice car, which a school nurse wouldn't normally be able to afford. But And then he finds this guy really interesting and his boredom doesn't really die down. What's kind of weird in the second volume is they sort of lose some of the SM 
feeling and go into more of a loving relationship feeling, which sort of was a left turn for me, but um, not out of the ordinary and not unlike 10 count. <laughs> so, yeah. So yes, definitely if you're a 10 count or a Harada fan, check out Oni Totengoku by Aganaomi and Oyushikawa Kyoko, currently only available through Scans. So yes. All right. Got a few more. Number 18, Koi ga Ochitara by Ueda Aki. Um, which is also currently only scanned, but if I had to pick one from this list that I think would get licensed, this is in there because it's not I about. Think so. yeah, unlike most of, what did we say? It's most or like half the titles on this list are about high school students. This one's not. It's consenting adults um, developing a fluffy uh, domestic relationship. The description here: Yuki Issei has bad taste in men. His latest boyfriend breaks up with him in a public shouting match, and as he is consoling himself, a pair of underwear falls upon him from an apartment above. The one who dropped it was a man named Hishimoto, and they end up working together to bring in the laundry that had fallen onto a tree outside his window. After being told by Hishimoto that he would like to thank him, Issei goes up to his place. There he is told that Hishimoto has been thinking about him and had used the fallen laundry as an excuse. Furthermore, Hishimoto then flirts with him, asking if he's interested in older men? <laughs> dot, 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 question mark. Thank you, Japan. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Exclamation> <laughs> point. Yes. Uh, in Terabang. So, um, and then tags. Age gap, divorced semi, finding love again, heartbreak, glasses wearing semi, kind semi, straight semi, older semi, younger uke. And gay uke, I would put in there also, because he is gay. Yeah. And the uke is sort of... Issei is sort of the mothery, motherly type. He sort of mothers his boyfriends, and he usually goes for a little bit younger guys, too. And so his last boyfriend was like, stop treating me like my mom, and then broke up with him in the street, um, which is what uh, Hishimoto sort of saw. And Hishimoto is kind of hope- helpless. Because He's a disaster gay. A little, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Hishimoto's like sort of recently divorced, and he doesn't know how to do take care of his home and self at well, all. That's an understatement. So, he walks in, yeah. and they're like, <laughs> trash on every flat surface there are clothes on every flat surface Mm -hmm. and he just walks in and the first thing out of his mouth is i've got to clean your apartment like yes there's nothing else there's no like oh hey where what are we gonna do it's like oh my god we have to clean this i can't even sit down it's like the scene in yarchi yep yes he's like he's like i want to thank you can i get you some tea sorry the place is a little bit of a mess he's like a little bit we have to clean this now (laughs) so they clean it all up this is a health hazard yes so um, it's a fluffy, lighthearted, sweet, very domestic story. Mm-hmm. If you like Oyaji characters, he is an older man, at least in his 40s. It, they make him look much older. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like grandpa, but like pushing 50 maybe even. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's sort of an executive type. He's got his whole life together. Like mm-hmm. he's confident enough in where he is that he's like, well, even if people at work found out I was gay, they couldn't mm-hmm. do anything to me because, um, you know, because I've got my stuff together and I'm important and they need me. And so he even tells his boss at the very end um, because his boss knows of Issei because he goes to the bar where Issei works. But anyway, um, I would say it's a little bit, I don't know, it's sort of gay for you, but I didn't, I don't know, I didn't find it super egregious that he was like, well, I really like women. I've always loved women, but I also like you. It's, Especially it was, since the straight semi was mm-hmm. the one who went after yeah. the gay guy. Yeah. And and they really kind of took it slow also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was um, pretty good. So maybe yeah. a good comp for no touching at all? Uh, yeah. Yes, I would say that. Um, With the salaryman, yeah. Yeah. Because the one guy, the salaryman, he wears suits a lot. The other guy works in a bar, so they're they're in like all night sort of. So their schedules don't mm-hmm. match up all that well. But yeah, I would also say uh, Nano Boro's work uh, uh-huh. because she has a lot of the older men uh, age does. gaps of like twelve years or so. Mm-hmm. I would say this one is is a good one if you like mm-hmm. a lot of her works. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, definitely a good comparison. So yeah, I know this one's popular. Also, another person that I follow for recommendations, she loves this one, especially because it's so positive in many, many ways. This is a good one to check out. Okay, number nineteen, Ten Dance, which has fallen several places on the list, uh, but still on here, which is good. It is being released by Kodansha and physical publish uh, physical volumes. Um, we're up to volume five now, which I believe we're caught up with Japan. Sugiki, a standard ballroom dancer, offers to teach uh, Suzuki, a Latin American dancer, ballroom in exchange for Suzuki's teaching him in return. Their names are similar, uh, but their personalities are completely opposite, just like their schools of dance. When these two meet, there's something bound to happen. Yes. Uh, character growth, 
comedic undertone, competition, dancing, manly gay couples, I would definitely say, uh, opposites attract, realistic style, rivals, rivals become lovers, and training. Mm-hmm. We've often said, if you like Yuri on Ice, this is a good next step because yes. it deals with BL, uh, LGBT issues, characters who may or may not be gay or bi. There are gay characters. Adults. People falling for each other through sports. Yes. Slowly. Because, because part of the appeal of Yuri and Ice was that it was the gay sports anime that was actually gay. Mm-hmm. Ten Dance is very much like that. It's a gay sports manga that is actually gay. Yeah. More so than Welcome to the Ballroom. So if you looked at Welcome to the Ballroom as the anime and thought, this is trash, this needs to be actually gay, unless whatever it was, Ten Dance is literally what will satisfy that craving for you. And I will say that not only has this been on the Abide Year two years running since it came out, um, and it it was also on our Yeet list last year. Yeah. And... So if you haven't been reading this in the and you like to stay on the up and up in the BL world, you need to read this. Yeah, this is what's happening. This is the one when they announced the uh, license of it at AX. I might have screamed a little too loudly in the panel room, <laughs> and everybody looked at me, and I was like, I was just really fucking excited for Ten Dance, y'all. So. Ten Dance is great, and I like um, Sato Inoue's work or Inoue Sato's work. Um, she often writes semi ex semi semi by semi stories mm-hmm. who's going to be on top is usually a question um and they look like men manly mm-hmm. kind of realistically drawn um this one doesn't yeah. it doesn't conform to a lot of the tropes yeah and i mean to be fair it started out in a bl magazine it's now in a seinen magazine so we don't know how that's fully going to affect the story mm-hmm. but it seems like it's not really affecting it at all yeah in a bad way i honestly if people were into to yuri on ice but they aren't into bl i would still suggest this yeah yeah i think that this this isn't just for Fujoshi. it doesn't see it's you know like we like i just said doesn't have a lot of the same tropes it's got that kind of like who will be on top Mm -hmm. dynamic which i think is is it's pretty heavy on the sports yeah and it can be really really appealing because it doesn't feel like we're pigeonholing these two people Mm -hmm. into specific pre-designed roles to mm-hmm. fit a genre that not everybody is is a fan of. Yeah. And it's it's not heteronormative, I would say, even though there are male and female roles in dance and they have to play that for each other to teach each yeah. other what's going on, which is kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. I say interesting a lot, which is kind of fun. <laughs> but um, one thing is, we've mentioned this before, I think it was on the Yeet list, where one of the characters says he's bi. And I want to put out a correction because someone asked us, they said, when does that happen? I didn't think that happened. And I think Sarah and I both remembered this sort of incorrectly, which is, I thought what I had read a long time ago was in volume three, I believe. It was three, maybe four. Um, Sugiki is um, Skyping or FaceTiming with his friend who's like a composer or an arranger of music who lives in another country who is gay. And they sort of have a flashback to when a guy confessed to him um, when he was living in England and he says... Oh, I'm not into you. I mean, I I love all people. You know, I it's not that I'm not gay. It, it, what we kind of read it was, it's not that I'm not gay. I'm just not into you specifically. But he didn't say, I don't like you. I'm not gay. What I can't remember how he phrased it, but it was more like, you know, I appreciate what you said, but I'm not into you. The gender yeah. did not seem to be the barrier. Yeah. It, it yeah. was not explicitly yes. called out as that, which uh-huh. led us to believe there was some implied bisexuality, but we do know that yeah. in BL, you actually kind of have to state that you're gay or give heavier signals yeah. for us to really consider it. Otherwise, yeah. it's kind of like, well, you know, behavior does not necessarily indicate actual sexual orientation as all BL indicates. Right. And I, but because I, I think after that, he says, no, I'm straight. And then it's actually the other guy, the Latin dancer Suzuki, who's really struggling with it more, saying, uh, he's always said, I'm straight. I'm not bi, I'm not gay, I'm straight. But he's kind of coming to terms with himself. He's like, you know what? I really do like this guy yeah. a lot. So any other recommendations if what you should try? Besides your and Ice, of course. Oh, I really think uh, one that just came out actually in English from Tokyo Pop is called Replay. Um, <laughs> and it's a story about two high schoolers who are trying to figure out like what to do in college and whether to continue baseball or go on and do something that's not baseball. But if you like the, the sports theme i wouldn't say this is like a sports manga or like no like the sports anime type where it's very heavy on the competition but baseball plays a really good like um part of the story um and i think if you're looking for other like in this case like queer leaning um anime i think 
for sports anime, I would watch Stars Align, which is about middle school boys soft tennis, which I know we were just talking about, like, manly guys who we don't know who's top doing ballroom dance. And then to recommend middle school soft tennis feels a little bit jarring. <laughs> but Stars Align is probably the most gay BL we've gotten, or sorry, most gay sports anime since Yuri and Ice, arguably maybe even more so because the characters do label. Um, but there's a very good conversation about LGBT. Q identities, especially gender identities. Um, so I really recommend that one. Um, and then if you just want something that's kind of like fun, I think that number two, four, it's a rugby anime streaming this season. It has a lot of bait, um, but it might give you some of that like classic gay sports anime feelings, even though it's not really gay. So I think, I think in this case, I would recommend more of the anime side and the sports anime side than going further for the BL. But I think that Agreed. anything that has like a manly uh, couple, which we, we've already talked about a lot on this list that have manly couples, um, even the one just before it. So mm-hmm. um, if you like Ten Dance um, and you want to check out other works by uh, Sato Inoue, um, she has a few, none that are published in English. Um, one of my very favorites of all time is called Two Wolves and Their Sons or um, Kozure Okami. It's about two men who are both single dads because their wives left them uh, with their kids and they have toddlers and they're upstairs, downstairs neighbors and they fall for each other. And I really love that one. So if you like sort of family ones, um, that one has some heartbreak in it as as well as some like fluffy domesticness to it. Um, And I really like that one. And then there's another, that's like two chapters. And then the other couple chapters are about a different who's going to be the top type thing also. Um, and anyway, I recommend that one if you want to go and look for her other stuff. I love it so much that the first time I went to Japan, I bought a Japanese copy and I have it (laughs) because support and I love it. So moving on finally to number 20, we have, (laughs) yeah, one that sort of surprise hit for us, which is Dose Yankee Akamatsu 7 by Showa and Okushima Hiromasa. Showa, I guess, uh, here, Okushima, I believe, is, is the artist here, and Showa must have done the story because it's not Showa's typical art style. Mm-hmm. I would say it's uh, also another very atypical art style for this one. It it looks a little bit more like, what, like Slam Dunk or, or Underground like, Hotel like, or something? Like, uh, I, I would say Underground Hotel is even yeah. more bishy than this. I would yeah. say it's... Uh, <laughs> I would say it's it's shonen territory. Yeah, it looks straight up like shonen stuff. Yeah, which I think fits with the mm-hmm. the genre kind yeah. of another feel to it. another couple of manly characters. Um, so uh, not currently licensed, um, but we had a call for tell on Twitter for tell me your favorite BL title and using only emojis. And mm-hmm. this is one of the ones that someone actually suggested, which I hadn't read yet, but got because uh, there was a pine and a red, red and pine and the number seven. And yep. so I put in Akamatsu seven. <laughs> that turned out to be the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, high school Yankee Akamatsu regularly picks fight with seven, a strong homeless man who lives in the local park. Fighting seven is the biggest thrill in Akamatsu's life. So when it seems like seven may have to leave the park, Akamatsu suddenly invites him to share his house. The domestic adventures of two handsome Yankees living in a small apartment. Uh, tags with cohabitation so another very domestic one delinquents fights homeless manly gay couple roommates runaways yakuza and yankee um and they're about the same age yeah as well like yeah i think seven might be a couple years older but but akamatsu's in high school and seven is probably out of high school and homeless um we don't find this out right away but he, he is sleeping in the park he is living um homeless but He's more run away from a bad situation and trying to kind of lay low homeless rather than it being a choice or by mental illness, just (laughs) as an FYI. Um, So uh, this is kind of a surprise hit. Go on. (laughs) I love this one. Yeah. um, uh, Akamatsu is is just this punk ass boy who who decides, you know, I have problems at home, so I'm going to fight someone near me mm-hmm. anyone near me he needs to get out his, i just need to fight someone his youthful <laughs> angst and aggression somehow <laughs> he has a lot of issues so yeah. he's gonna punch it out i not I, just fight but get me up <laughs> <laughs> i think if i were to describe this in one word uh it would be bro <laughs> bro it's got a lot of bro vibes 
Like, it's okay, bro. We're gonna, we gonna go home. It's okay, bro. And the other guy's like, hey, bro, we can share, we share uh, a bed roll together. And the other guy's like, oh, that's not gonna work for me. <laughs> um, yeah, they have a lot of hilarious little adventures. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah. Just the two characters. They're, they're, funny they're real boys they're just boys doing boys shit mm-hmm. and you're you get the real feel like this is a stupid high school boy mm-hmm. this is a stupid er, like early 20 high school or, yeah. or early 20 just graduated high school boy mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a really interesting there's definitely some comedy to it they yeah. go to like an eon mall and they go into nitori and they're shopping for like <laughs> clothes and then at one point they're in the the nitori which is kind of like a japanese ikea they sell like furniture to assemble but they also sell like dishes and stuff and so they're buying some stuff and there's a massage chair and they're trying to hide from these yakuza guys what akamatsu doesn't know what a seven is and so Lots of hilarity ensues there, and he's with the trying massage on. chair. You can tell he comes from a yakuza sort of backstory because of the crazy clothes he picks out. Very aki from Hondoyaju. Oh, uh, he, he called like he called it like the safari shirt because yeah. it had like all different kinds it had, of like, animal prints: cheetah, leopard, and tiger print. It was like all big cat prints <laughs> together. And in a button down. And in a in like a Hawaiian shirt, basically. And then he goes next door to meet uh, Akamatsu's uncle and they like bond over the shirt. His family's like, <laughs> what a cool shirt. He was like, oh my god, I cannot believe that worked. I'm but, embarrassed by you. <laughs> it's and another kind of twisteroo to it is that it deals with some LGBT issues because as we learn in one of the later chapters of the first volume, um Akamatsu is, ran away slash got kicked out from his house. Um, because his dad found out he's gay and though his twin brother and his mom support him, his dad doesn't. And so he went to live, um, next door to his uncle who had like, who I guess is a landlord. He had an empty, um, apartment unit. So that's sort of the angst and stuff that he's trying to sort of run away from and fight his feelings out. And then seven, um, is his outlet for that. And seven, he doesn't tell seven that he's gay. Uh, he sort of just finds out anyway. Interesting one, interesting art style, uh, and um, yeah, I would definitely check that one out. Um, it's adorable. Yeah, if you really like delinquents and Yankee types, you're going, and you like you know bro type characters mm-hmm. that are kind of like jock like and, and stuff like that. You are gonna love this one. It is very very like all love bro. <laughs> yeah, and if it's kind of like if you like maybe Yarichin a little bit because there's not the sex element but there's a lot of the like weird humor and uh kind of character types that are tied in there mm-hmm. and um surprise maybe, brother you know or like kind of like surprise cousin at one point in there yeah um, or and 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 also um fourth generation head a little bit because there's some yakuza stuff tying in and some anyway that that's another one maybe mm-hmm. i would say yeah, Ogrets Tanaka has another, um, like, I think it's a shoujo series that is just about boys in high school, and that probably is a pretty good comp here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It does have one kind of, um, so, oh, so I guess content warning for homophobia maybe also, but it does have a slight kind of like golden sparkle, not consensual or not quite consensual, mm-hmm. small sexual touching only encounter that doesn't go oh, in the all the way. The yeah. Kind of, like, High school boys, kind of doing stuff that but, high school boys do and probably never talk about. It, right, across it for thirty years and then but, realize, oh gosh. And Akamatsu is like freaked out and runs away, and it's because he didn't tell Seven he's gay. The Seven's yeah. like, oh well, two bros jacking each other, whatever, no big deal. And then Akamatsu's like, no, it's a big deal for me. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I think you were saying that one of the best parts is when finally Seven's going to go out and yes. leave Akamatsu at home alone because. <laughs> Yes, because he he he's trying to get alone as he keeps on trying to find some time alone so he can jack off. Like that's his goal, and so he's waiting he's until like, seven leaves, and he's like, "Oh God, he's left. He's going to the store." So he he grabs the box of tissues, and he's so damn excited about finally getting to jack off, and he falls asleep with, with his, his hands, hands down, down his pants. pants. Oh my God. And seven comes in, and he's like, "Huh, he fell asleep halfway through it." <laughs> and I'm just like, "That is such a bro thing to do. That is high school boys." Yes. So that one is, yeah, pretty good. It's funny. It has deals with some issues a little bit. Um, and uh, there's Yakuza and delinquents. What yeah. more could you ask for? All right. So that wraps up the first 20, the top 20 titles. We're going to briefly touch on a couple other things they have, which are the top five ukes and the top <laughs> five semes. Um, so the ukes uh, for 
an, I think the second year in a row, Yashiro from Twittering Birds Never Fly is number one, always and forever. That thirsty slut. Yes. <laughs> I love him. The definition uh, of a fandom bike. Yes. Uh, he is, um, as they call him, a public toilet, um, which is not without its own traumatic backstory, but it is how he chooses to live his life right now. Yep. Uh, so, yes. All right. Yay, Yashiro. Number two, Katsuragi Tomoyuki from Blue Morning. Uh, that would be the butler. Akutsu Mabu from Rail and Mabu. So that he ranked high um, as well yes. is uh, another good sign for that. And um, fun fact, this was uh, voiced by Hoseon in the anime. And when he was told that his character, specifically by the director, was the bottom, he was rather surprised. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the shark teeth one's always the top. Come on. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh boy, it looks like Shark Week. Yes, that would be uh, Rail, who we're talking about. We'll get to him. Number four, Saijo Takato from Daka Ichi. Which is kind of interesting because Daka Ichi didn't make the list because it's, I don't I don't know if any of Daka Ichi is it is it finished in Japan I don't think no it's, it's still ongoing oh it's ongoing it's like okay. heavily ongoing a la like Junjo Sakaichi yes. one of these long running always gonna be there got it so yes there you go and number five Taroshima Natsuki from Blue Sky Complex who is awesome uh, he's gay he knows it his mom knows it he gets him a boyfriend. Uh, he stands up for himself when this guy is trying to perv on him uh, many times. He just punches him. You know, he he is there <laughs> for him. do. <laughs> he is a strong, independent uke who don't need no man, but gets one anyway because he can and he wants to and he has a good boyfriend. So, yes. All right. Love it. All right. <laughs> Top five semis. Number one, also twittering birds, Domeki Chikara. Um, number, well, finally, finally was able to, was able to stick it in somebody. <laughs> number two, Kuze Akihito, also Blue Morning. So one and two from the same manga. Also number three, as the first one was from Rayo and Mabu. Number three is Rayo Niboshi from Rayo and Mabu. Homeboy looks like Shark Week. And he's certainly, I mean, he's the um, the meat eater, the hot-hearted, like, hot-headed, yeah. aggressive one. So, yes. I mean, he fits the, the stereotype. Yeah, because uh, Mabu is very kudere. He's, yeah. he's a know. nik shokudanshi, um, whereas um, Mabu is a shoshokudanshi. All right, number four, uh, not from Dakaichi, is Narita Yuki from Romeo no Junshin, which is not available. We didn't read it, um, but... There you go. And number five is Sanada Ryoji from Kaniteki Pervert Romance, which is kind of weird because he's oh, yeah. only a semi sort of by default because the yeah. other one is such an uge, is such a power bottom that there's no other position he could take. And yeah. But he's he's not like gay or really assertive on his own. It's just sort of incidental. So that's he's kind of interesting really gonna, like. He lies back and holds it. Yeah, he just yeah, he does do a lot of lying on his back. No, I mean he, I mean he gets into it. Yeah, but he wouldn't have chosen it for himself. No, no. As far as like partners, I mean he, um, anyway. Maybe if given a lot more time, but he was not given time. No, he wasn't. He there they went. All right. So then, um, for another few, um, like top, uh, rated, uh, characters. The top Megane glasses character was Hishimoto from Koi ga Uchitara. Um, the top Oyaji was Aoki from Onito Tengoku, which is, he is the, uh, masochist uke character in that one. Um, but Hishimoto from Koi ga Uchitara was also the number three Oyaji, so he ranked in two categories. Um, best Hetare was Nakamoto Shin from Boku no Mowari-san, or My Dear Policeman, available on Renta. Um, best Tsundere uh, was Emoto Takeru from Lost Virgin, not available currently for us. Best S character, Mibu Seichiro from Sakurada Senpai Kaizo Keikaku, um, which is not available for us to read. Um, but number two was uh, Tengoku Sensei from um, Onito Tengoku. And best M character was Kashima Yuki from Kaniteki Pervert Romance who is a masochist, likes guys to beat up on him. Punch and him in the face. power bottom. Yes. <laughs> so yes, a good choice there. And number three was Aoki, also from Onito Tengoku. So both the S and the M were there. Um, and then, um, just as a point of interest, for the novels, the light novel, BL light novels, number six, there were two, I guess I should say, English language, originally English language titles. Number six being King's Rising, the third book in the Captive Prince series, Yay, by C.S. Picot. And number 12, The Mermaid Murders by Josh Lanyon, um, which is the first book in the Art of Murder series, uh, which is an FBI MM romance. 
which I like. Yes, and if you want to hear our review over Captive Prince, that is currently available on the 801 Reviewed podcast, so go check that out. And so that concludes the Yabila. So I do have a quick question for you guys. We had to read several uh, of these titles via Scanlations, and I'm not going to say I don't read other things or have never read other things by Scanlations, because, hey, how else are you going to read them? There has been some talk lately via Twitter and social media by Futakia mentioned, like, hey, we're translating our stuff for you into English. Don't upload it anywhere, which I totally agree with. Yeah. And some creators saying, hey, how about you don't pay money to read, don't pay for scanlation sites um, yeah, or pay to read it illegally. Or something like that. Right. And even though most of us probably don't pay for any scans or pay Patreon or anything, they're still getting ad revenue yes. from those sites. So what are your feelings on scans? Um. So, like, for me, it's really personal because I work in the anime industry, so it's, like, always been very hyper-aware for me as to how it can affect people because, like, I know that, like, hey, it could cost me a job. It could cost people for making a job. Um, I will say that for BL, like, it's always seemed to be a bigger problem because we're a smaller community, so it gets magnified, and it seems like with manga, especially BL manga, it has a much more direct impact because... We don't often have a lot of resources to read things legally. So when we do, when we don't use them, it can have a greater impact. Um, with manga specifically, you're, it's not like anime where with anime you go and you heard the production committee. And the production committee is probably some producers, like toy companies and people who are going to make money off of the like advertisements and the merch. With manga, you're like directly hurting the mangaka. And a lot of BL mangaka, this isn't even their day job. They may be assistants to other mangaka who, if you're reading their stuff scan, it's going to hurt them as assistants. Um, or they've got other day jobs, and this is what they do because BL is not, for a lot of people, very sustainable as a career path unless you get a hit. You know, especially some of these newcomers on the list or people who just got like one volume, unless, you know, like you make it big. And we know that it's a lot harder for a BL manga to get an anime, like the bar is higher. It's just this like system that com- compounded really does not favor bl at all so if we're hurting that industry we're making it even harder for ourselves to get stuff like we're just biting ourselves in in the butt Mm -hmm. if we're illegally reading things but i understand that for a lot of people um some stuff it may never get licensed um i think it's just important to know that like am i reading this because i can't read it anywhere else or has this become a habit for me to habitually always read scans if there's something like futakia or something on renta or something that you can buy as an ebook or the physical copy. If you're just outright reading the scans instead of like buying it or like even checking out if your library has some of these or seeing if a friend has them, then that's when it's becoming more of like a habit for you to constantly be doing it illegally. And that to me is more of a problem. Like you just always have to kind of check yourself and see. And it's like, is this because I can't out of necessity, even though BL is not a necessity, you don't need it to survive. Is it because I can't do it somewhere else or is it, you know, other means? Yeah. And for other stuff too, it's like, are you also illegally watching anime? Are you illegally reading other manga? Are you downloading music? You know, that kind of thing. Like, has it become so much of your life that you don't have the habit to support something? Yeah. And and a lot of it, I feel like, starts early because a lot of people read it before they're 18. So they don't have access to actually physically buy it. Yeah. And they don't have the ability to read it other than scans mm-hmm. or maybe they don't have the money or funds to privately buy a Futaki account without it being connected to their parents so they read it on scans and then they just never leave they never yes. go past that adult moment where you're like actually i should be buying this yeah because you have the money or you can share the account with friends because to be fair we're sharing our account it's not like we all have individual ones and that's mm-hmm. as much to kind of try out the service because yeah and so we know. could do this recording yeah yeah <laughs> but we, we've ended up liking it and yeah. i already know that for me having read the few things I did on Futakia, I'm immediately going there to read BL every night instead of my other scan sites first. And you're just waiting for your account to go through because of the Yahoo email thing. But it's it's already been a pretty easy switch for me. Just like a couple years ago when everything went more legit in the anime industry, it's like it's pretty easy to just start watching on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Yeah. and Because it's like harder to find stuff on illegal sites, I guess. I don't know. I just find that I'd rather consistently get the quality from the professionals. 
And with the simulcast now, it was different when we were starting to watch and you would have to wait a whole week or something for them to, to for the, yeah, or for, and the fans translation would be up the night. Yeah. But and things have changed a lot. Exactly. They simulcast immediately. Yeah. When Junior yeah. Romantica seasons one and two came out, it was not being simul, simul dubbed or subbed or anything. The only way to watch it was via, you know, Aaron Fantasy subs. And what with the trends we're seeing in BL now, where it doesn't have to wait five years or four years to finally get an English publication. It's, you know, the next year we're getting stuff off the buy list from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I think that it's like, like, for me, I have no problem if we're like initially encountering something in scans and then turn around and be like, okay, hey, Sublime, I really enjoyed this. I want you to, to get it because from like an anime industry point of view, like you don't want to be blind buying something. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that they're reading the source material and maybe they're reading it in Japanese, that kind of thing. But for us who don't understand Japanese, you know, we're reading the scans. We're wanting to make sure that, okay, this is what I'm recommending is good or this is what I'm going to buy is good. Because for some people, like you just, you can't think about blind buying a $10 volume of manga. And partly... And they're getting the, the the Emerald Magazine, or they're getting magazines that publish, you know, weekly chapters, and yeah. they're like, well, I like this chapter when it comes out in a volume, I'm going to buy it. So they're getting that kind of update. We don't have those kind of, we don't have Emerald. We don't have yeah. things we can buy in English yeah. that are like, you know, Shonen Jump. No. We have, yeah. Our only previews are scans. So like, I read Shangri-La, Notori. I'm going to buy that when Sublime mm. publishes yeah. immediately. Yeah. But I read the scans because there's no other way for me to read yeah. it. And before these manga aggregator scan sites existed, it was more of like a like a private circle or group that you had to sort of find your way to. And mm-hmm. they uploaded zips to their own server and they did it be- just for the love of it. They weren't. And I mean, I don't, I hope no one is profiting from this, but they liked it. They wanted to put it in their own language for them and their couple of friends. So yeah. they're going to go ahead and sh- share it a little bit wider. And so you had to actually download it and read it. And then when these manga, and so then it was just a little smaller scale and it was yeah. people really doing it just because they want to be able, they want, they bought it. They want other people to be able to enjoy it because there's really no way to do to, that. To share it mm-hmm. for the community. Yeah. And oftentimes those are the groups that the moment it got licensed, they would pull Gone. it. But like you said, when we've got all these manga aggregator sites, it's harder because somebody can rip something immediately from Renta or Futakia mm-hmm. and put it and then it can go across multiple sites because these things, you mm-hmm. know, it's whack-a-mole when you take them down. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just, it's a lot harder as it moved away from that kind of like live journal based culture or mm-hmm. fantasy based culture. Yeah. Um, so I think like in general, I guess I would say that, can you buy this legally in print or digitally? Can you read it on a legal site like Renta or Futakia? If so, you don't need to be reading the scans. Is it not yet licensed and you're reading a scan and you liked it? Does it get licensed? Can you buy it after that? Try to buy it because you already read it. It's like, for me, sometimes I'm playing catch up. It's like, okay, I read this thing illegally the first time. I'm going to buy it when it comes out because I'm paying it forward. It's, it's a tough thing, especially because we kind of grew up as, you know, BL fans like that. It's, I mean, movies and music suffer from the same thing, but we're talking about a different scale where this is, I mean, tons and tons of BL are released monthly yeah. in Japan that are never going to get over here in mm-hmm. English. So anyway, it's there's a lot of, you know, it's easy to justify it to yourself, but know that it is, you know, not legal. Uh, it is now especially with the availability of things coming into english like they are it yeah. is more likely hurting people um and just taking money out of their pockets so feel a little bad about it because certainly um, you know, <laughs> manga yeah. can more easily know when you've done it and mm-hmm. because we have direct access like literally i was talking to a manga on twitter the other day not about this but just like i have this direct conversation with somebody that i could never have had five or ten well maybe not five years ago but ten years ago you know before all mm-hmm. before twitter and all this stuff so they're seeing it and they're able to more directly communicate they don't like it and so it's Mm -hmm. like yeah you should definitely feel bad when they're like hey this is hurting my livelihood and one thing that we've always stated is what lately we've been talking a lot about we've been getting more bl we have a Mm -hmm. lot more bl within a couple of years we've been getting more bl yes and if we want to see that continue to grow they aren't going to put money on things that don't earn them profit Mm -hmm. so if you aren't out there buying the, the releases when they're printed, when they're legally available, you are going to get less and less. That's just a direct effect. Right? Yeah. So, yes. Um, I'm not going to say I'm never going to read a scan again, 
but yeah. I do feel bad about it and you should too. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Okay. So then the other question is about scans. Um, there's sometimes there's a ton of censoring that goes on around the naughty bits, you might say, of in, the characters. In the original publication. In the original publication. Um, and lately a trend I've been seeing um, by scan leaders is redrawing of usually the dicks. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? So I think if it feels like it matches the art style, I can appreciate it. What sometimes I don't like is when it's very obvious that it's like, okay, well, you didn't use screen tone here. The pen looks a little different. Or it's like, you'll see it's where it's like, because there's this like glow or this floating mm-hmm. area around the like mm-hmm. testicles, anus, and, and dick where it would be. Yeah. But then you get like these, light. <laughs> these perfectly formed balls and this perfect penis. Um, in and then, the holy glow. In the holy yeah. glow, but you don't get the rest of it. And I'm like, I'm definitely like pro let's draw that asshole back in mm-hmm. because that is often censored and then not added. It's like, it's just like you paste it on a dick and it's like, it doesn't feel like it fits because you're missing the rest of the anatomy. Yeah, and the there's no hips, bunky. there's no and it's, legs. It's like so perfect for the dick too. And it's just like, I just don't know if this is really like, I've seen a couple where I, one of them, when I was reading Secret XXX, I was like, is this redrawn or not? Mm-hmm. Because therapy, Some of them are so because good. therapy game, it was fully censored. And I was like, mm-hmm. but there were dicks in the last one. So mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was redrawn or not. And it wasn't from a circle that advertises that they need dick redrawers right. all the time. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. That felt like if it was redrawn, I liked it. But I've seen one too many where it's like. Uh, just I don't know. I don't mean I would say that I would do better. Like I infamously do not know how to draw a penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, I just don't know. You know. I mean, it's a. It's kind of. It's a. A kind of a new thing. I would say yeah, the definitely drawing. within the last. Yeah. Maybe even less than five years. For sure. I would say less than five years. And some of them are really good and you don't even really notice it until the mm-hmm. end. I read, maybe it was Metro, where <laughs> they um, each panel where they had pasted a dick back in, which most of them, they couldn't plausibly do it because of the cone of light, I guess there was yeah. before. They actually had like a where they got it from each time, oh. which was kind of interesting. But, I mean... Even though some of them look so good, I would prefer to see it the way it originally was, which yeah. that's the way I like subs. I don't like dubs. I want to see the original. I'm learning yeah. Japanese so I can read the BL manga and it's original. But, yeah. however, um, the original also probably was uncensored because, like um, Shoko Takako said at YaoiCon a few years ago when we went in 2014, yes, that um, she draws it uncensored like she would draw mm-hmm. and then it's up to the editors to do the censoring and so if the original if the original was full dick you know i prefer to see that and then it gets censored and if it's light censoring it doesn't bother me as much but mm-hmm. I, I don't know so i guess i'm sort of anti redrawing of the dicks that's well, my kind of it depends thing. on the magazine too mm-hmm. because like i read a lot from fusunosuke and aria and then mm-hmm. the new maiden rose has been coming out the last couple of years there is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly light censorship. Like, I've seen things that I never thought I would see in a manga in a, that I knew was running in a magazine. Like, damn, this stuff is dirty. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends. And I feel like if certain magazines have certain, like, rules, it's like, well, that's part of the intent. So it's you're messing a little bit with what the intent would be at that point, even though they're messing with the author's intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only counterpoint I'd have to it is... Sometimes when they heavily censored with, especially with the cones of light, mm-hmm. it's sometimes actually hard to understand what's going on. Yes, in certain points, like yeah. what angle are are they inserting a penis or are they inserting a finger? Yeah. Did he get it in? <laughs> did it miss? Yeah, it's you're not getting the blow by blow like you did for the three chapters in Maiden Rose where yeah. he couldn't get it in. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. So in yeah. that sense, sometimes redrawing might be helpful, but for the yeah. most part, it's yeah weird. Just a point, yeah. That I've, I mean, been thinking of. (laughs) Yeah, I'm generally very anti censorship, but I think that leaving it in the way that the author intended, and the author knew that it would get censored. So that's our little side note about scans. Sidebar. All right. So this has been our recording um, about the 2020 Konobiyaru ga Yawai list. Um, Thank you for listening. 
Okay, so next month we are going to be doing uh, an introduction about who BL Garden is. Um, we know that many of y'all have been with us for a couple of years, but we want to really kind of introduce ourselves in a proper way as we head into what we hope to be con season. Fingers crossed that conventions take place across the United States this yes. summer. We're having a little issue with the coronavirus right now. Yes. <laughs> so as we are all, you know, kind of meeting up for the last time for the next couple of weeks, um, we're hoping we can still record that episode, but look forward to knowing exactly who is BL Garden in our next episode. So, yes. Please, happy reading. Let us know what you think of these titles as well um, on Twitter and Instagram and wherever social media are sold. Yes. <laughs> you can find us. Um, but yeah, we do. Uh, we are a lot more active on Twitter these days. We have weekly polls, calls for fun things like write your own BL haiku and tell me your favorite BL using only emojis, which I would love to see some more of those. Yes. So yes, um, engage with us, follow us. Support us. We support your back. Yes. In in spirit. Yes. Um, we came out of social distancing to record this, but you know, otherwise, stay on your own. Self isolate. Wash uh, your hands. Twenty seconds. Practice being Shiratani and wash your hands. <laughs> Not till they bleed. You don't have to quite go that far. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next month. Bye. 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 Bye.